what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. And we are on episode 63 of my little gaming show where once a week I ramble about video games. Old video games, new video games, current video games. It doesn't matter. It's video games. Video games are awesome. But I tend to do a couple of things every now and again that kind of reoccur, such as today. We are doing a versus, if you can read the title, we are going, oh boy, this is going to be controversial, I think. Dead Space versus Resident Evil. Now, we'll get into the ground rules in a moment, but let me do my thing. Before we get into the versus talk and lay down the ground rules, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so, and I always encourage the listeners, you, yes, you, let me know what you've been up to over the last whatever amount of time. If you're into a really good TV show, let me know what you're watching. You see a really good movie, especially this month with all the horror stuff, come on, let me know what's the scariest movie you've seen, and I'll, I'll let you know if it's scary or not, okay? Send them in, send them in, and of course, let me know what games you're diving into right now. There's, there's so many games coming out, it's ridiculous. Every day, I swear, a new game is like coming out, and it's like, oh wow, that seems really awesome, I would love to play that, but you know, life and whatnot. So, let me know if there's a game that you just can't stop playing, or a game you're Really looking forward to, I know Spider-Man is out now, Spider-Man 2 and Mario Wonder, so did you pick up either of those? Let me know. I did not pick up either of those just yet, but maybe someday. Anyway, so let's get into what I've been up to over the last week or so. Let's talk about some television shows. So I got into uh, Fall of the House of Usher with my wife. Uh, kind of a spooky-ish show, pretty good for this uh, this season, and yeah, it's quite good actually, a very interesting premise, I mean, uh, without getting too deep into it, it's kind of like a family conspiracy thing, but it's also like haunted, and like the dad or something puts like a 50 million dollar bounty on his own family, so shenanigans, hijinks, family drama ensues, it's quite awesome, my wife is really into it, she's really good at like kind of picking apart the mystery before it all unravels. Me, I like to just engross myself and let the show take me on a ride. Uh, But she can't really figure out, put a finger on what uh, exactly is going to happen. So it's got a good mystery to it. It's quite good. I would recommend it. But the show that I got into this week that was just spectacular. Uh, I talked about it last week, but I finished it now. And that is Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Holy shit. Wow, what a fantastic show. I've still not been able to get into Cyberpunk the video game just yet. I've beaten it, but I haven't gotten to go back to it because the DLC is out now. But, oh, this show, oh man, if you don't want to play Cyberpunk real bad after watching this, whew, this is a fantastic show. Really gory, great anime, great style. I mean, oh, really, really enjoyed Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Fantastic show. Do not miss out on it. You can get through it. Really easily, it's like 10 episodes, and it was fan-freaking-tastic. One of the better shows I've seen this year, for sure. And the only movie that I got in this week, uh, more of a documentary, but The Story of the Descendants slash All. So this is a, a music documentary. I, I swear, I must have watched every music documentary. I went crazy in like uh, my late teens, early 20s. I just went down the rabbit hole and just took in everything music so I've seen all these music documentaries and you know I kind of stepped away from them but I checked this one out 
And it was good. I mean, it really follows this, a very similar formula to a lot of other music documentaries, which isn't a bad thing. It's a very well-made documentary. A lot of great uh, footage from this band. From the, It's a punk band from the 80s, and they basically are one of the main influencers of pop punk that we hear today, like Blink-182, Sum 41, bands like that, bands that I grew up with. So it was really nice to see the bands that I grew up with and hearing what they thought about the bands they grew up with, The Descendants, and they seemed awesome. Cool story, like really cool story, really uh, underrated drummer in that band. I've never heard of him, and he just seems spectacular. I'm not huge into punk music, but this band, The Descendants, very cool. I'm surprised I haven't heard of them much before. They had this great look. Their front man, the singer, he uh, had this really iconic look. I'm surprised. He looks like uh, Weezer, but way before Weezer, and they had this great... Uh, logo and the music was really good but uh yeah just a lot of changes in the band and yeah just uh, they didn't quite hit their pinnacle but a really nice story so if you're looking for a good music documentary this was on amazon prime i quite enjoyed it It was pretty damn good now let's talk about video games so still playing baldur's gate uh really really going good right now i can't wait to uh you know spend an episode on baldur's gate and talk about it but still going very well with that that's my main squeeze right now that's my boo that's my baby i just want to play baldur's gate forever i i just mm, loving it uh starfield playing a little bit of starfield every now and again it's still uh doing things i'm not liking i swear to god all i'm doing is going in and out of elevators up and down floors in and out of my spaceship flying in between planets and not really doing a whole lot other than that and it's like not very awesome so it's still there but i'm not playing a lot of it and then i got into castlevania circle of the moon so i've been playing through that dipped into it a little bit last week and uh still playing through it holy fuck this game is hard. Wow. Wow, is this game ever hard. It actually made me, like, I would say I classify that as a rage quit, where I just turned that thing off, said, nope, not today, sexy lady. Not happening. I can't do it. It was It was just, damn, it's a damn hard game, man. It's like old school Super Nintendo hard. Like, it's it's tough. And I'm having a hard time with one of the, the bosses in particular are quite tricky. But it's really, really fun. Like, it's a really well-made uh, Metroidvania Castlevania game like it's just it's really unique uh, it doesn't really explain systems very well like there's this kind of card magic system that I I'm three hours into the game and I, it's I have no idea how it works and it seems quite crucial but other than that it's just a nice controlling classic Metroidvania I mean you really can't go wrong I I'm hearing that the first game in the advanced trilogy it's kind of the weaker one they only get better but I, I mean uh, opinions vary on that but i'm liking it man like you can't go wrong picking up the castlevania collection i got it for like 12 or 13 dollars so i would recommend it i'm having fun but it's 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 a little bit challenging but uh, i guess there's really nothing wrong with a good challenge that is kind of the thing with metroidvania is they generally carry a challenge to them but it is uh, it's quite fucking fun and then just moments ago, I dipped into Cocoon. So this is the next game from the creators of Limbo and Inside. And I will admit, I've never actually played either of those games. Inside has been on my hit list for a long time. I have it 
sitting there on my Switch. I hear it's only like an hour long, and I don't know what I'm waiting for, quite honestly. But here I am. I'm diving into Cocoon. I played like an hour of it, and like it's really, really cool. I love the the non-hand-holding nature of it. Like, they literally throws you in there, doesn't tell you a thing, and you just find your way on your own and it's it's really kind of refreshing so uh so far so good i'm really into it i am going to probably play some more of that after i'm done recording this but really really cool i i need i'm probably going to end up playing inside after playing this one because i kind of feel bad not playing inside and i've heard nothing but phenomenal things about that game same thing with limbo it's just that game was kind of overdone when it came out because it was just so it was very popular when it came out. Just everyone was talking about it. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I just felt like I saw so many videos of it. I didn't feel the need to play it. But uh, again, you can buy, uh, I got Cocoon. It was on Game Pass. So if you got Game Pass, it's on there. There's some really awesome stuff coming out on Game Pass that I want to check out soon. The For- Forza Motors- Motorsport, I don't know why I have a trouble having trouble with that one forza motorsport the new one is out i have it downloaded i just haven't gotten to it yet but um getting the itching for a little bit of racing you know i wish it was a forza horizon but it's okay the motorsport games are also quite good i just don't get into them quite as much as a horizon so yeah i think that's all i've been up to this week so let's get into some versus talk let's piss some people off all right so We'll we'll get into it. We'll just just fucking cue some music and we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Dead Space and Resident Evil. Boo! Did I scare you? <laughs> anyway, let's get into Dead Space versus Resident Evil. Let's get into the ground rules. So we I am focusing on Resident Evil Four HD and Resident Evil 5. No RE remake, no, not the whole entire franchise, because that's not fair. There's so many more Resident Evil games than Dead Space. So I'm focusing on RE4, RE5, and on the Dead Space side, we're doing Dead Space 1, the OG, not the remake, and Dead Space 2, not talking about Dead Space 3, and not talking about Resident Evil 6, because I, I have not played that. I have played most of Resident Evil 6, haven't touched Dead Space 3. So we're going to focus on those two games from the two franchises and we're gonna do five categories so the five categories are we got graphics and atmosphere sound design gameplay best monster design and best scares so let's just fucking dive into this y'all it's gonna be a good time game play is up first so we both are familiar with these games. Hopefully now, if you aren't, you should go back and listen to the previous episodes, Dead Space 2 and Resident Evil 5. You might have a better idea of what these games are all about, but they are both quite similar in style. These are two survival horror video games with the over-the-shoulder third-person view. So they're both very similar into that. So we're not going to dive too deep into the nitty-gritty of how these games are. We're kind of going to compare the things that are good about them and the things that are not so good and then we'll just I'll just decide which one I think I enjoy a little bit better. So this is completely subjective. You can have your own opinions if you whatever you think is fine. This is just for me. So let's get into it. So gameplay they're do- both doing the thing, so weapons. Let's talk about some weapons in these games. So Resident Evil, they have some quality weapons, right? You got your assault rifles, you got your sniper rifle, you got 
lots of pistols. There's a good variety, much more variety of pistols in Resident Evil than Dead Space. I will give Resident Evil that. You got the, you got a whole variety of handguns. I am spacing on any names of the current guns, but they got the Magnums are always a ton of fun as well. And they got some fun guns on the side. You know, there's definitely the the guns that you get in Resident Evil 4 after you beat the game. You unlock the, well, there's certain parameters, but you get the uh, Chicago typewriter, which is just a fucking Tommy gun. You go, bah, 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 bah. that's a good time. That's a good time. Now, I'm going to try and focus away from extras of the game. I'm just going to kind of go through like base game, single first run, because that's where I think these games shine the most in terms of survival horror. Once you get into New Game Plus, the game gets a little bit easier. You're more upgraded, right? So we're going to kind of keep it a little bit simple in that terms. But I will mention those guns. They're a lot of fun. And the, the unlimited... Uh, ammo rocket launcher. I mean, goddamn. But uh, you do have a regular rocket launcher. You have the grenade launcher, which I loved that gun so much in Resident Evil 4. On the Wii, just like with the scope on it, and you just aim it right in between their eyeballs and plunk right in the bam, and their head explodes. Excellent. So, I mean, the Resident Evil stuff, it's a little plain Jane. It's a little simple. There's some fun to it. And then you got Dead Space. So Dead Space, I mean, they it's it's definitely got the the added bonus of being in the far future. So Resident Evil a little bit more in the current times, maybe a little in the past, a little in the future, near future, but they don't go to the lengths of the future that Dead Space does. So they're going to have a little bit advanced technology in Dead Space, and it's pretty friggin' awesome. So you got a lot of laser-based weaponry kind of what you would think in the future, they have like the line gun, which is just awesome. And it, it's going to also add into the effect of how good and fun the weapons are to use. I mean, you got your classic shotgun in Resident Evil. It's like my baby right there. That's my boo. And then Dead Space, you got like the line gun is a classic. But the big thing with Dead Space that Resident Evil does play with it. It's not that it doesn't have it, but the dismemberment in Dead Space is so much more of an emphasis in their gameplay. That was all a part of the trailers in the first Dead Space. Like, oh, make sure you're cutting off the limbs. And you got a great weapon to do that with the buzzsaw gun. Or the Ripper, I guess it's called. And it's just a buzzsaw on a fucking laser beam. And you just mow down fucking necromorphs. And it is extremely satisfying. And you're just and just mowing them down. You can you're lobbing off their limbs all over the place. You can shoot it in the distance. It is an excellent weapon. And then you have your more high-tech weapons. You got like the huge laser beams that just shoot off uh, an immense amount of energy. And it's really cool. What other awesome weapons? They got some like weird ones. I mean, you got your classic flamethrower, which is also in Resident Evil. We used I used to call it the flame fluff fluff, especially in Resident Evil 5. You're if if you're my friend Billy listening to this, he will understand. But Dead Space, they got a lot of they got the what do you call it? The the flamethrower. They got the harpoon gun like in Dead Space 2, they tried some different weapons. Now, they didn't all hit uh, I didn't like their version of the sniper rifle. Now, again, that might be my fault because I didn't upgrade it properly, but it shot very slow, and it wasn't overly powerful, but they got some awesome weapons, man. Like, when I got into Dead Space 2, 
I instantly got familiarized familiarized with my classic weapons. The line gun, the ripper, even the plasma pistol. Like, the first original weapon that you have. It's an awesome starting weapon. I mean, there's literally a trophy or an achievement in the first Dead Space to beat the entire game with just that weapon. And it's totally doable. It's absolutely doable. And it's just a very versatile weapon. It, it, now... <sighs> It doesn't have the best secondary fire. Now, that is something else that Dead Space's weapons have over Resident Evil. They have secondary fire, so they all have an extra little bonus. Uh, Like I said, the Ripper Blades, you can shoot an extra blade. Uh, One of the cool weapons in Dead Space 2, you can just launch kind of like a repulsor blast into the ground. and You can just kind of knock away all of the enemies, which is really useful. And Resident Evil, it's more realistic. It's more grounded in realism in the setting that it's at. So they're not going to have fucking laser-blasting weapons. Though there is a railgun in Resident Evil 2 Remake, but we're not talking... Wait, Resident Evil 3, but we're not talking about that. So the weapons, I would give the edge right there to... Res- uh, sorry, Dead Space, I think they have slightly better weapons. And then in terms of the shooting itself, I mean, how fun is it to use these weapons? I mean, Resident Evil, now I will admit, I've always had... I had a little beef... With Resident Evil 4 originally, the first time I played Resident Evil 4, I didn't like it. I honestly, I didn't like it. I couldn't get through the beginning part of the game. I never played anything quite like Resident Evil 4 at the time, which might sound crazy because there's so many games of that nature now, but back then it was very different. And the shooting was really tough for me to get a hold of until I got my hands on the Wii version and then I was able to use the motion controls and that was fantastic. Fell in love with Resident Evil. And, you know, there's some things in Resident Evil 4 and 5 that I know it may add a little bit of an element to the scary nature of the game, but it's really annoying that you can't run and shoot in Resident Evil 4 or 5. Now, they do fix it, I do believe, in Resident Evil 6, but that game sucks and we're not going to talk about that today. So that is unfortunate. Now, it does add a little bit of an element of strategy and survival horror to it because sometimes you have to decide. It's like, okay... The zombie's coming in hot. Should I shoot or should I run? Should I get the hell out of there? So it has that going for it. But honestly, just not being able to shoot and move is just... I mean, these guys are trained policemen. And, and, you know, Chris Redfield is is roided out of his mind. He's got the biggest arms of all time. You're telling me that guy can't walk and and hold a little pistol and shoot it at the same time? That's that's a little crazy. A little crazy. So I got to point that out with Resident Evil. That's not cool. But it does have the quick turn, which Dead Space does not have, as far as I, I didn't, I didn't find it. So what I mean by the quick turn is in Resident Evil, you can do like a circle and hold the arrow, hold the control button backwards, and you do a quick 180, and you can quickly get the hell out of there. Something's coming at you. It's a fantastic addition. I love it, and I really really missed it in Dead Space. I have to admit, there's a lot of times that I would love to just turn and get the hell out of there. But in Dead Space, especially in Dead Space 2, the controls are so tight, you can run backwards and shoot, you can run forward, you can walk and shoot, you can do anything that you want, you can run and reload, it's excellent, and I think it's a little bit because of the gameplay, like Dead Space, it's a little bit faster, so if you weren't able to run and shoot, I don't think the game would be very fun it would be quite frustrating i think so in the term like the gameplay is just a little bit slower in resident evil so it can kind of get away with it but honestly it's just it's an old habit that it had that i just never really liked and they fixed it so that's good but 
in terms of Resident Evil 4 and 5, I will have to give the edge to the gameplay uh, in terms of the shooting to Dead Space as well. Now, there's also some other cool elements of Dead Space uh, that Resident Evil doesn't have. Again, kind of because of the future element, but they have the Zero-G, and you have the awesome kind of advanced space suit, mechanic suit, or whatever... And especially, again, in Dead Space 2, they really tightened up the control of that as well. In the first one, you kind of had to just kind of point yourself, and he would kind of zero-G over to another area. In 2, you got free reign, you can fly all over the place, do whatever you want. And it's really satisfying, it's really fun, it's tight, it's crisp, and I like that. Dead Space also has the stasis, which is kind of... um, you, yeah, it's almost like telekinesis. Basically, you shoot a beam at them, and it slows the enemies down. So it's really extremely useful for a lot of the faster enemies, the enemies that are really annoying or particularly scary, and you want to slow them down and maybe catch a breath. So that was a really, really useful situation or mechanic, I guess I should say, in Dead Space. Very, very helpful. Uh, I should also mention that Resident Evil has, like, hand grenades, the flash grenades, mines, and stuff like that. Really useful. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, kind of a missed opportunity there for Dead Space. I don't recall. Like, they do have the weapon that shoots mines out of it, but I was a little bit surprised that they didn't have more, like, hand grenades or something like that. But I will mention that, that Resident Evil, you know, gotta give them the, the little bump right there. Like, the hand grenades and stuff, extremely useful in Resident Evil like the flash grenades incendiary grenades like oh fuck yeah like those things got me out of some serious binds so little shout out there to the Resident Evil fucking grenades and stuff like that but also Resident or not Dead Space has the waypoint system oh my goodness so I would have loved I would love this at times for Resident Evil but again it it works in Resident Evil because you're kind of you're going around at your own Peril, you're going around corners, you don't really know where to go. Now, you do have maps and stuff like that, but in, then, in Dead Space, they have the waypoint system where you just you hit the button and it tells you exactly where to go. A little beam will come out and it's like, go this way, go right down there. But it also opens up the opportunities for exploration because there's a lot of times in Dead Space where you come to a fork in the road and you're like, all right, where am I going? tells you to go left and you're like, you look down the right path and like, yeah, it looks really spooky and scary, like kind of that thing from the Simpsons where they're going down the river in Africa and they're like dad which way should we go and he looks down the path and it's just the most horrific looking path and then he looks at the other one it's got unicorns a fucking rainbow it's gorgeous kind of like that so dead space does that a lot where it's like okay this is the path but there's treats down here but you may also shit your pants if you go down there so it works for dead space in it actually kind of generates more fear because like you kind of need to go down there because you're like, oh man, I could really use that ammo or I could use that health pack or whatever is down there. And I mean, Resident Evil does that too. Like you can go down other paths and find things. You'll find scares. You'll find a whole variety of things. So it's just an extreme convenience in terms of Dead Space because you're doing a little bit more backtracking in Dead Space than you are in Resident Evil. So, I I mean, it's just a fantastic feature, and I wish more games would do something like that. Um, I mean, they do, but I just love the way that Dead Space is. is. It just works. It makes a lot of sense. Like, he's a mechanic, Isaac is, and, you know, he would need to know where to go. So, it's basically like a hand GPS. It's fantastic. And in Dead Space 2, they kind of add on to that. So, it'll also show you wherever the stores are, wherever your upgrade benches are. So, it just adds on top of an already great mechanic. 
So with that being said, which game do I think is more fun? Oh, I should also mention mention puzzles, if you can really call them that. Uh, Resident Evil, a little bit more known for their puzzles, and Dead Space less so. They're more or less environmental puzzles. They don't have the, the more, oh, I need three pieces of this statue and I will put it in this socket and ha 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 I'm in stuff like that now dead space is more like oh this door is out of control I'm gonna stasis it to make it slow down so I don't get fucking decapitated shit like that they're both just and like it's not I don't think I've ever really heard anybody clamoring for oh man bro I can't wait for the next Resident Evil you want to know what I can't wait for in that new one it's the puzzles man I love Resident Evil puzzles said nobody so I mean the puzzles are there they don't they just kind of break up the gameplay a little bit so you're not just going room to room and slaughtering things but they're there they don't really provide a whole lot for me honestly but that is with all the all the, the things I want to talk about the gameplay. So which one do I personally prefer? Honestly, it's Dead Space. I prefer the the play of Dead Space. It's a little bit tighter. Like Resident Evil's always kind of had the clunkiness to it. I mean, that was kind of its thing on in the OG days. Um, it was always a little bit clunky to kind of add into that fear. Like, oh, I can't quite get my shot or I'm just moving a little bit weird. And it's definitely cleaned up in the newer ones. Like, it's it moves... It's fucking night and day how much better the movement is in Resident Evil uh, 4 and 5 compared to the ones on PlayStation 1. I mean, that's, that goes without saying. I mean, geez, but... I honestly like the way that Dead Space plays. Like, when I got into Dead Space 2, I was kind of blown away at how crispy it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so tight. Uh, the shooting feels so good. I feel so much more accurate with my shot. There's something about that red dot, red laser beam thing. i just never been very, very good at it. It took me a long time to get used to that uh, way of shooting. It was quite different. And it's, it's just not my favorite, honestly. And I really like the addition of the zero g floating around more advanced weaponry you get more advanced stuff now that's a little bit of a just something that uh what do you call dead space gets because it's so much further into the future but i think it's just a tighter game it's got a little bit better mechanics the dismemberment is just on like out of control so good like like I thought, I went into it with Dead Space, but Resident Evil, like, they have it. Like, you can pop heads off. That's extremely satisfying. Popping off heads in Resident Evil, very good. And you can shoot their legs and stuff, and they go down, and that's great. But it's not like Dead Space. You can sit, you can rip their arms off. In fucking Dead Space 2, you can throw their ripped-off head. You can throw it at them. Like, it's just fucking awesome. So I'm giving the edge in gameplay to Dead Space. So Dead Space is up. One nothing. Let's go to the next category, Monster Design. So we are doing the Lost Plagas of Resident Evil 4 and the Mangini of Re- Resident Evil 5 up against the Necromorphs. Oh, fuck. So, let's talk about the Necromorphs. I must say that these things are terrifying. Flat out, they're terrifying. They, again, they kind of remind me of, like, they're scorpion, praying mantis, evil, demon, zombie things. Like... They have a good variety. Now, there's not a huge, huge variety because, I mean, they just don't have as many games. But in the two that, uh, the two Dead Space games that I played, there were some familiar faces. Not to say that there aren't familiar faces in Resident Evil 4 and 5. Uh, but 
in, Res- or, uh, in Dead Space, the standard necromorph is kind of humanoid looking, uh, but with some like razor sharp claws, mutilated faces. They look really fucking terrifying. Like, I can't say that I've actually just sat there and stared at a necromorph for a substantial amount of time. I wouldn't really recommend doing that either, but they're terrifying looking. They're fucking creepy looking. They are definitely more aggressive than the Las Plagas and Mangini or whatever the fuck. They're super aggressive in Dead Space. They fucking, they, all they want to do is rip you to shreds. Like, that is all they're here for. They just want to fucking ruin you and, and, and kill you in the most horrific way possible. Just rip you to shreds, spit acid on you, and it's, it's pretty, you know, it's awesome, but also terrifying. Uh, they're fast as hell. I don't know how much of, like, a brain they have in in them they're not like communicating with each other and building up strategies so i i would consider them more of your uh brain dead zombie just with an incredible aggression i mean they're so they're so mean and and they're just so vicious now with the lost plagas and the man genie this is where kind of it started changing with resident evil you don't have your typical brains zombies anymore and now you got these especially like you get a taste of that right away in resident evil 4 the first fucking dude you meet you're you're like are you good bro like you uh, you kind of look like you're like you're a human and everything but they definitely look sick now you don't look like a brain zombie or anything and yeah so the plagas that's where they start becoming like, they're not just brainless. They communicate with each other. They fucking huddle. They go to church and shit. Like, it's crazy. They're doing shit together. Like, maybe they get together on weekends and they're playing, like, fucking Monopoly. I don't know. I don't really know the the community of the Lost Plagas and what they're doing in their free time together. That's that's between them and, the and you know, their boss and shit. But they're, it's really awesome. And it was a huge change for zombie games and... And I know they've done that in movies long before that, but in terms of video games and the Resident Evil franchise, this was uh, quite different, man. Quite different indeed. These are not just the walking straight ahead. Like, these guys will surround you. They are not stupid. They're not, like, incredibly intelligent. It is a video game, so they're limited. Uh, But it was really big. It was really, really impressive the way that they would group together and communicate with each other. It was quite awesome, and there is a fantastic variety in uh, in the zombies and uh, the plagas and all that. They have the, especially when it comes to bosses and stuff. There is a lot more bosses, uh, big enemies in Resident Evil over Dead Space. Dead Space has a handful of bosses. I mean the big final boss in the the first Dead Space, that was something. They didn't go with that in Dead Space 2. I did not like the final boss in Dead Space 2. It was quite fucking terrible, quite honestly. Didn't like it at all. Um, but I, I kind of know what they were going for, I guess. It just didn't didn't happen. But then they have, like, the classic ones in Dead Space. You got your big Leviathan, behemoth thing, big tentacle monsters. They have it. And then, of course, the fucking, the goddamn hunter of of Dead Space, not the hunter of Resident Evil, that's, I don't think they have a hunter in in 4 or 5, but they have a hunter in Dead Space, and he's terrifying, especially in the first Dead Space, terrified the hell out of me, Uh, definitely attributed to me uh, quitting that game like a chicken the first time I played it, I was like, nope, not dealing with him, he was terrorizing, he was basically almost kind of like 
Dead Space's version of Mr. X or, uh, fuck, what's his name? Nemesis, where he's kind of relentless. He, he's hunting after you, hence the name The Hunter. He's coming after you through a majority of the game. He makes numerous appearances in the first one, and each one of them is terrifying and awful. And you just every time you think he's done, he's not. Dead Space 2, though, great looking. Like, The Hunter looks good, but it does not deliver uh, in terms of... Um, I mean, it just looks good. I mean, I can't really go into the scare, how scary it is because that's a different category. So that's not necessarily in, uh, you know, in there for the argument. But I have to mention that, the, you know, the fucking Hunter in Dead Space 1 was way scarier. But back to Resident Evil, I mean, geez, where do you start with the iconic fucking monsters in Resident Evil? I mean, El Gigante, you got the chainsaw guy shows up for the first time and like pretty simple in terms, but it's so effectively scary with just a burlap sack on its head. You do not see its face. It's just a big kind of dude looking and he's coming at you with the chainsaw and it's uh, quite alarming. Like I can't say I've ever had that happen in my life, but I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like that at all. The, the one in Resident Evil 5 also looks very, very cool and terrifying do I have to mention the goddamn Iron Maidens and the Regenerators in Resident Evil 4? Like, it, it just fucking terrorizes me. I hate that thing so goddamn much. It looks awesome, I must admit. It is one of the coolest looking things, especially the Iron Maiden. That thing looks so cool with the needles in it. It's just terrifying. Very, very, very cool looking creature. What else do we got? And in Resident Evil 5, they have some good ones too. The liquor is there. You got the those freaking bug things, man. Those things are terrorized. Like, those things underratedly scare the ever-living shit out of me. I really hated dealing with them in Resident Evil 5 uh, just because they're terrifying and you have to get close to them and it's not cool. I also really like the... the I think it's called Ebola or something that just might be an actual disease I'm not quite sure but the black licorice looking thing in Resident Evil 5 that thing was pretty fucking cool too I really like that one and not to mention I mean I think more so in Resident Evil 4 but the outrageous fucking transformations of some of the creatures I'm thinking more in Resident Evil 4 like where they're oh just my spine is going to elongate seven feet there you go how'd you like that now fight me it's crazy the final boss in Resident Evil 4 quite the transformation the final boss in 5 uh, a transformation not quite as alarming and intense actually it is pretty fucking intense isn't it now to think about it yeah it is yeah, yeah so the big transformations in Resident Evil really fucking good too I guess I can also shout out like the more of the villain characters in Resident Evil, the Saddlers, the the Weskers, the guys that like they are zombies, but they also they talk, they are they are hench they have henchmen and they're like, oh get them and stuff like that. So I would have to give that like a you know, that's nice. They there's more variety. There's not very many of them talking to you in Dead Space. They're just kind of going rah and shit like that. Terrorizing. It's 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 terrorizing too. But, uh, I mean, they have a little bit more personality in Resident Evil. They're not just, they're not ultra mega aggressive. Like, I remember uh, the first time I, I was shooting at the zombies in Resident Evil 4, and they were, like, dodging the bullets and shit. I was like, what the fuck? God damn it. Like, they're, just sit there. Let me shoot you in the face, you fuck. But, so, honestly, I would have to give the advantage here to Resident Evil. I think the the Las Plaga and the Mangini and what they've done uh, with their zombies, uh, how many of them are very terrorizing. They look very cool. They 
definitely hit the mark. I remember a lot more of the Resident Evil creatures than I do your average Necromorph. There's not really many of them that that stand out to me. Like, the Hunter is the main one. That guy is absolutely, like, I'll probably never forget it. The little baby things, like, they do have some good ones in Dead Space 2. Like, the witch creature that runs around corners and stuff. Those things are really creepy. I, I did not like those very much at all. But I just think overall there's just more variety. There's more going on with the Resident Evil zombies. So I am giving the edge in terms of monster design to Resident Evil. We're tied up now, bitches, at 1-1. Category number three, let's go into the graphics slash atmosphere. Which game has uh, what builds up to be a very scary looking game? Now, I will say uh, more thinking about the games on the 360 here, even with the Resident Evil 4 HD, still a very good looking game. These All these games are very good looking. Now, when I talked about Resident Evil 5, in the the podcast a couple weeks ago, that was one of the better looking games uh, when it came out. It was a very, very sharp looking game. And it was uh, very different to look at in terms of Resident Evil because you had, uh, in Resident Evil 5, they started to go outside more and you were in sunlight and it was very, very different. And it really showed off a different look for Resident Evil. And I will admit though, those parts were a lot less scary. I mean, darkness is just more scary. I mean, that's just... How it goes. Do you want to go into a dark, you can't see fucking anything room? Or do you want to go into a nicely lit room? I mean, it's pretty... But it was just something different they were going for in Resident Evil. It was good. I mean, it's a very good looking uh, game. So was Dead Space though, man. Like, fuck. When I turned on Dead Space 2, I was quite... You know, I was very satisfied. I was like, this is not bad to look at at all. I was very into it. HD still looks good to me. And the 360 graphics ran like butter. Very impressive. Very good, clean-looking game. You got the futuristic nature of Dead Space. The only thing that is a downside to Dead Space, uh, I played through both games, it's a very similar-looking game. Now, it doesn't does not have the locales of Resident Evil. In Dead Space, you're on the Ishimura in the first game. I don't think you really I don't think you're leaving that ship at all. You're on that ship and that's that's what you're doing. It's a big ship. Now you can it's very big. Uh, not don't get me wrong on that. And you do have other areas of the ship. There are parts in the game where you're outside of the ship and you're in fucking space. Now I love space. I love space, but you're not out there very often. When you are, it's space. It's beautiful. Uh, you got the stars. I think you can see the planet in certain spots. It's great, but, you know, space is limited. There's a lot of empty space out there. So it's good to look at in parts. There's not a lot of it. In terms of, like, I find Dead Space is just, it's a darker game. Like, it's the two games are just more dark in tone. There's not very much brightness in it other than, like, your fluorescent lights. Like, it's kind of hospitally. Like, when you go into a hospital, it's got all those fucking fluorescent lights it's got that kind of brightness to it it's it's for me personally it's always creepy those lights they they kind of flicker and like kind of shit like that but I also find it a little bit more like gooey if if that makes sense I don't know um it's a little more goopy a little more gory I would say um not to say that Resident Evil isn't gory it's just that Dead Space a little bit a little bit more fucked up you know what I'm saying there's a little bit more uh a lot more gore I would say there's just a lot of gore a lot more blood all over the place blood sprayed all over the place body parts all over the place it's fantastic looking I really love 
the way that Dead Space looks and the lighting in Dead Space. Um, now I'm, I might be a little fuzzy on Dead Space 1, but I remember it looking absolutely gorgeous. The lighting was out of control. Uh, the shadows and the, the creatures that you're seeing around the corners, it's very effective. And there were some times in Dead Space 2 where I would see the shadows of something behind me, and that's how I figured, I was like, holy fuck, there's something behind me, and I would get scared and stuff like that. But Resident Evil also uses their lighting and shadows really effectively. I find the darker it is, the better... Uh, more so in Resident Evil 4. They don't. I don't think there's any brightness in Resident Evil 4. But the big thing that Resident Evil 4 and 5 have over Dead Space is the locales. I mean, you're going to a whole fuckload of places. Like what? In Resident Evil 4, you're starting out in a village. You go into caves. You're in the water. You go into a big fucking castle. You got the factory. Is it a Resident Evil game if you don't go into some sort of factory? I mean... There's always a freaking factory. And castles are starting to get very popular as well. But they look freaking awesome, man. Resident Evil 5, you got laboratories. You also got laboratories in 4. Probably my least favorite part, part to be in in 4. And it's just a good variety. Like, I will admit that I did get a little, like, burnt out once I got to... Even just going through Dead Space 2, you know, I was expecting, okay, we're in the second game. Maybe we're going to start seeing some different stuff or maybe we're gonna go uh onto a planet or something like that maybe fight out on the ship a little bit more now it's it's, it is limited like it's very kind of similar looking a lot of the rooms look similar there's nothing that really overly stands out there's some big rooms that are like oh wow this is big in scale and there's a lot going on technology wise but by far, I mean, Resident Evil has the mo- way more iconic-looking locales. The castle in Resident Evil 4, like, it's stunning to look at. All the the gothic nature, the gothic-looking uh, atmosphere of those games, I really did enjoy that quite a lot. And, yeah, man, it, they're, they're both very good-looking games. But I think I, I like the variety of Resident Evil a little bit more than, I mean, I would say that Dead Space is probably flat out a better looking game, but with the variety of Resident Evil 4, I'm going to give them the slight edge, but I mean, it's a really tough one. They're both really good get- looking games, honestly, but I'll give the slight edge here to Resident Evil 4, who is now in the lead 2-1. to one. Let's go to the next category which is sound design. So, you know, scary games, you gotta have good sounding fucking enemies and creatures and atmosphere building. And I'm also gonna throw in the voice acting and music because, I mean, that's part of sound design. So, let's get into it. The Resident Evil music, I would have to say, is more memorable for me overall. Now, there isn't, like, any tune in Resident Evil that I'm sitting there humming while I'm doing the dishes or anything like that, but... I, I will always kind of remember the, the music when you're saving, uh, how relieving that music was. Like, oh, thank God, I finally found a freaking typewriter, and that just that calming music was so freaking good. But they're both very similar in terms of the music. Like, it's it could be low and brooding in the parts where you're kind of just walking around creepy areas, and it's just kind of like, uh, and then, of course, when it gets fucking crazy... When you got a whole bunch of enemies coming at you, uh, they definitely pick up the tempo and the music. was like, dun, 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 dun. Dead Space is really good at doing that. It definitely brings the heart rate up when you're getting chased. It does a really good job with the music, and so does Resident Evil. Like, when you're doing the big battles against the big enemies and the big bosses, they have big-sounding music. It's really quite good. I like, I enjoy the music on both, but it's like the horror games. I'm not, like, 
going to buy the horror album and sit there and listen to haunting music all night. That's just not my thing. If it is your thing, okay, uh, you should probably maybe get that looked at or something. But that, that is definitely something. I enjoy the music in both. But we got to talk about the Resident Evil voice acting, right? I mean, it's Capcom. They, oh boy, love it or hate it, they got the really over-the-top voice acting in a lot of their video games. Now, I will say that Resident Evil 4 and 5 had come a long way since Resident Evil 1. I mean, Jill, make you a, 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 a zombie sandwich, or a Jill sandwich, there it is. That voice acting was fucking god-awful. So bad, it was, it was hilarious. It was so hilarious. It's a lot better now. Leon sounds good, uh, iconic, badass, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a stud, I'm, I'm fucking good looking and I knows it, what's up? And Chris Redfield, I mean, Jesus, he's just way too intense a little bit, now he might be on some steroids, honestly, and he might be a little uh, revved up, but Chris is great, uh, the Wesker stuff, like, I found you, like, I love that so much, and, oh, The Merchant, and Resident Evil for all time. What are you buying? What are you selling? Like, I fucking love that guy. I wouldn't say that the voice acting in, in the Resident Evil games are, like, great. And I don't think they are going to be winning any awards. But it's pretty fucking iconic. And it's memorable. The only thing that I wish I didn't remember was Ashley. Oh, God. The Leon screaming. Not not ideal. The, the zombies, for the most part, like, they, they sound pretty terrifying. There's some that sound a lot more terrifying than others. Again, the Regenerator and the Iron Maiden with their fucking... I don't even want to... Oh, I don't even know what sounds they're making, but I still can hear them in my head, and it's just so very, very unsettling. The clicky-clacking of the liquors on the walls and stuff just... Don't like it. But then there's Dead Space, man. Like, oh my goodness. The sound in Dead Space is so... Mm, oh, baby. There's a lot going on. Oh, God. Where do we start with the Dead Space sound? Um, the gooey nature of everything. The bones cracking when you're dismembering these fucking necromorphs. Like, you hear the blood splatting on the walls. You're, you're hearing tendons ripping apart and bones cracking. And... Oh, it just sounds so gloriously disgusting. It is fantastic. When you stomp on bitches, you're just cracking the bones. It's very, very satisfying. And it's so terrifying. The sounds in... There's so many, like, nope sounds when in, in Dead Space. Like, you're just walking around innocently down a fucking corridor. And then you hear a loud bang and the lights go out. And you go, oh, well, I just shit my pants a little bit here. So, that's unfortunate, but... The sounds in Dead Space that you can hear creatures in the walls. You can hear them behind you, but there's nothing there. Like, you know you're fucking surrounded, but you can't see them, but you can hear things. You're on this huge ship, but you're out in space. Like, the tagline in Dead Space was, nobody can hear you scream in space or whatever. And it, oh man, does it ever, like, draw onto that, like, especially when you're in the Zero-G areas. Like, when you're out in uh, in space and... Like, there's no air out there, so it sounds very, like, like you're muffled. Or it's an amazing part. I love that part so much in Dead Space when you're out there. It's terrifying, because you can't, re- it's, it's so muffled, and you can't hear creatures uh, coming up behind you as good as you would like to. And, oh my goodness, so I love that, the sound that they did in that. I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it just sounds so freaking cool. The heartbeat monitor that's going while you're out there, and... 
They don't really have a lot of voice acting now, especially in the first Dead Space. Like, Isaac doesn't talk at all in the first game. There's the odd characters in Dead Space. They talk, and they're just standard. They're fine. Normal. No one really stuck out to me uh, that I can remember in Dead Space 1. Now, Dead Space 2, uh, they get a little bit more personality. I didn't personally like Isaac all that much. I didn't even really necessarily like the voice that they chose for him. I just feel like it didn't really fit, and it kind of went... Kind of stereotypical and generic for the time, honestly. And then there's a dude in there in Dead Space 2, Strauss. He was just god-awful. Again, very stereotypical, like crazy guys just kind of speaking gibberish the whole time and just being really annoying and it would progressively get worse and worse and you get more crazy as the game goes on. So honestly, I really preferred the less is more of Dead Space 1 where there wasn't a lot of talking, there wasn't a lot of interaction. It was more isolated. It was, it was. I really liked that, uh, how they did it in Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2 is more talking and then just, yeah, it, did, it took away a little bit from that. But again, that's a little bit more for the next category. And I'll also have to say, like, because Dead Space is in the future, I just really like the sound of futuristic things, like the doors going whoosh, whoosh, and and fucking little buttons and technology, and the lasers sound really cool, and there's not a lot of spaceships, but there's, like, a space shooting part in the first Dead Space, and, like, it sounds really good. Really, really like the, the sound design in Dead Space, so much so that I'm giving Dead Space the edge in sound design. I think the sound is phenomenal in Dead Space. It just brings the whole game together. I I think it might be the best aspect of Dead Space. It is just so freaking good. Like, it is a must-play with headphones. I could, you know, I would recommend you play headphones with most Resident Evil games. I would say that 4 and 5 are probably ones you would... uh, be more, you know, I think you'd be able to get away with it, uh, more or less, without headphones, but it is, the the sound, you can't let these little, little things and in, in the sound of Dead Space get away from you, because it can also, like, draw you into, like, certain scares and stuff like that, you're like, oh, I heard a sound over there, I'm going this way, and uh-oh, you made a, you made a bad choice and shit like that, so, in the category of sound design, I am giving it to Dead Space, and oh my goodness, we're all tied up at two. So we got one more category, and I would say it may be the most important category. Which game provides the best scares? What's the scariest game? So, geez, where do we start? Let's let's go to Resident Evil. Now, there's the controversy in the Resident Evil, especially uh, around Resident Evil 5, that they definitely went more action-packed, and I would agree with that. Now, I'm not saying that it's a full-on action game. That's not true, because there are scares in Resident Evil 5, and I think it's it's a toss-up between, like, the bug section, where you gotta deal with these fucking... You see these big cocoons on the ceiling, you know something awful's coming out, and then something awful comes out of it, and then you gotta fight a whole bunch of them, and that part is definitely one that I don't look back on in fondness. Really scary, but there's also the liquor section, which is really fucking intense. It may be uh, one of the more... It probably the It might be the tightest butthole part of Resident Evil 5. I really hate it. You're going through that area with a whole bunch of liquors and you're just trying to be quiet. You're trying to dodge them without them touching because if they fucking hear you, or, or wait, no, they're blind. If they hear you, if you make too much noise, then you're fucking going to have to deal with like 30 of them. It's awful. There's so many liquors in Resident Evil 5. I don't like it. And they do do the, they do do, they do the 
the, the kind of the classic Resident Evil thing where they make you fight a big monster in a tiny room. And it's not the tiniest room, but when you're fighting the Uroboros or the licorice, the black licorice monster looking thing, you're kind of in a little room. And especially the first time you meet it, when it first appears like out of the floor, you're just in like a little hallway and you got to get the fuck out of there. Really hate that shit. That's some terrifying stuff. Now to say that there are no terrifying things in Resident Evil 5, that's, that's, I just don't think then they probably played it. And yes, it has the co-op part to Resident Evil 5, which it does and doesn't take away from the scary. I guess it kind of depends who you're playing it with. Like, if you're both going through it the first time, you're going to have your typical scares. Now, yeah, it's going to be better that you're with someone, but you're not always together in Resident Evil 5. They separate you at times, and that's scary. So, I'm not going to hamper too much for the co-op. I don't think the co-op really takes away all that much from the terrifying nature of Resident Evil. And fuck me sideways. Hold on, there's one thing in Resident Evil. Now, this might be DLC, but I remember this creature, and it fucking terrorized me, and it may also be in Resident Evil 6, but I'm gonna talk about it quick. Um, it's, I believe it's in, like, a boat, and it's, like, a big, kind of circular-looking fucking thing, it's kind of like a bird beak or something, and it, like, opens up, and if it fucking grabs you with its ginormous mouth, it just fucking eats you whole or something. That thing terrorized me, because you're dealing with them in tight corridors, and I, I just... Don't do good in that situation, so that's not key. In Resident Evil 4, I mean, you name it, you got the chainsaw guys in both. Those are both pretty scary moments. The opening segments of both Resident Evil 4 and 5 are pr they're more tense than actually scary because you're just kind of getting tossed in these big gunfights. Uh, in Resident Evil 4, you get tossed into the village and all the villagers come to say hello to you. And then kind of similar with Resident Evil 5, you, you get into the village and they all come out to say hello. The executioner comes out to say hello. Chainsaw guy a little bit later, but yeah. Um, they both have their scares. Now, again, I will mention the regenerator because that is the most terrorizing thing for me in the, in these two Resident Evil games. Dealing with that fucking creature um, it was especially terrorizing for me because I sold my infrared scope, which was kind of the main way to kill them, so I didn't have that. So that was just fucking ter traumatically terrorizing. I'll never forget how awful it was to deal with that thing. And just to hear how creepy the sound of it was coming around the corner, you're like, oh my god, what the fuck is that thing? And, oh, just an experiment gone wrong for sure. And there's a lot, I mean, oh god, in Resident Evil 4, when, fuck, I don't remember his name, Salazar, the, the little guy, the little fella. When he sends his right hand after you, that is scary. That is scary because it shows you the scene of him telling him, like, go get him. And then you know what's after you now. And then it's, you fucking hear things. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, and then it starts attacking you. You're like, oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah. That part is scary. The fucking maze. Now, I hate the maze in Resident Evil 4. It's probably, it might be my least favorite part of the game. I hate the maze. And a good, a big part of that is because of the fucking dogs that are in the maze. I hate dogs. I hate all the dogs. Any fucking zombie dogs. I hate them. Hate them, hate them, hate them. So that's the thing in Resident Evil that I really hate. And the bigger creatures, I again, I, I'm spacing on his name, but the fucking, the big dude in Resident Evil 4, the big bald-headed guy, uh, fighting him in that barn, that was a fuck, first time I had to do that fight, I was so scared. 
he's flying around on the roof and stuff, like hanging out, and he's just popping out all over the place. That guy was terrifying to me the first time. I was so scared to fight that son of a bitch. The Alec, the crocodiles in Resident Evil 5, they're terrorizing. I hate them so freaking much. So yeah, I think I've laid down enough fucking scary things for Resident Evil to justify that. It's a pretty damn scary game itself. Oh, oh, the, the fucking house part in Resident Evil 4 where you're just, you got it, you're in the house with Louise and, and uh, that bitch and you're just defending it. And it, god damn, that part was so freaking tense. The first time I played through that, I had like next to nothing and ammo and you're, I'm just like, is this one of the sections where I just have to hang on or do I have to kill them all? And it was a very intense moment of that. It's, that is my favorite part of Resident Evil 4. I love that fucking house defense part it is so much freaking fun but dead space oh my god dead space man dead space uh it made me quit the first game i only got like a couple hours into it and i was so scared i couldn't i couldn't do it and thankfully i did come back to it and i beat it but it was not easy man it was not easy that, that it's it's an extremely effective uh, scary game. It does a very good job at drawing you in and thinking that you're safe, and then bam, just when you fucking think you're you're safe and okay, it gets you. And Jesus, man, I mean, in, in Dead Space 1, the first time you meet, it's kind of like the little baby creatures that uh, they have little tentacles that come out. The first time I saw that thing, you meet it, and you see it like kill, just ripping apart some dude's head in a room. Then you go into that room, and it's gone. You're like, oh, fuck where is it and I got so hook line and sinkered in that segment I was like huh I went up to the dead body was like hmm what's going on here and then I slowly turned around and bam it just fucking pops right at your face terrorized me I was like a 9 out of 10 scare fucking oh my god there's definitely a little dribblet of piss in my pantalones when I when that went down and there one of the ugh, one of the things one of the sacred things the un, one of the unwritten rules of survival horror games is when you're at a fucking save point, that is a safe haven. Yeah, I am not to be attacked here, and Dead Space broke that fucking rule. Now, I don't know if this was a glitch. I don't know if this was supposed to happen, but it happened, okay? I was at a saving point, and I was saving my game innocently, and I was like, what the fuck? I thought I heard something, and then I got out of the saving screen, and I turn around, bam, there's a necromorph right there. Nine and a half out of ten scare. That was so fucking bad. So freaking bad, I was just, oh. And like I talked about in the gameplay with the the waypoint system of Dead Space, it draws you in so beautifully into going down. Like, it, you basically have to go down those fucking terrorizing corridors. You're like, I gotta go down. I gotta get that ammo. And so many times, it's like, it's almost a perfect balance of like, you're going down there, you see a dead thing. You're like, okay, it's gonna pop up and scare me. And then you, you go down there and it doesn't. And then you turn around, bam, there's another thing and it scares the shit out of you. And you're like, fuck. And then sometimes you're like, oh, oh, I fall, I fell for this last time. Okay, this one's not dead. And then bam, it gets you. You're like, ah. Oh. So there's almost no winning with Dead Space. It's just so fucking brilliant in the way that it draws you into scares. It's fantastic. Uh, bathroom. There'll be a bathroom. You go, there's a men and women's bathroom. You go into one, you hear all this shit. You're like, oh, fuck. And you think that was the scare. And then, nope, you go to the next one. And then there's a necromorph fucking waiting for you in one of the stalls. You're like, oh my God, it's terrorizing. And I got to shout out the hunter. Uh, the most the scariest part with him was one of the chases where you're just trying to get away from him and he's coming after you and you have to like move these shelves uh and it's like a puzzle in the midst of a boss fight fucking 
brilliant. I mean, I never want to have to go through anything like that again, but it was so effectively scary. It just absolutely, I was so fucking scared, man, because this guy's right behind you. I'm trying to move these fucking shelves around. I just don't, trying to, my brain was fried because I'm so scared and I can't figure out this simple puzzle. Like, it was just so genius in a way to scare me. I mean, fucking wow. And Dead Space 2, it it does things. It definitely has the scares, like, right out of the bat. I mean, the first scene of Dead Space 2 is very similar to Dead Space 1. The opening segment of Dead Space 1 fucking terrorized me. It was so freaking scary because you're coming into it. Like, I know it's a scary game, but, like, it... The, it sets you up for like, all right, well, it's just something's gone wrong up there. You're a mechanic, go up there and fix it. You're like, yeah, no problem. And then it just goes so wrong. You have no weapons. You're running around and they have active necromorph fucking attacking you. And you're just, you're just trying to get the hell away. And when the, that initial necromorph, like you get into the elevator and you think you're safe and it fucking rips the door open and then it gets splatted by the door. Like, oh my God, that alone, I was ready to put the fucking controller down and never play Dead Space again. But it was just such a good game. I had to keep playing it. But, oh my god. These games are both quite freaking scary, I must say. But, um, I will say, I don't, I am not a fan of cheap scares. So, I can't really recall many of them going on in Resident Evil. But I will say there were some cheap scares that I had. Uh, more so in Dead Space 2. Because uh, I can't necessarily, I don't remember them so much from Dead Space 1. And if there were any cheap scares. And what I mean by a cheap scare is that it's just something really loud that happens. Like it's just they crank up the, the volume on something and it's just really loud. There was a couple of them that happened in Dead Space 2 that I just don't appreciate. But Dead Space 2 is also quite the scary game. There was a lot of jump scares. They do a lot of good jump scares where you may be in the midst of a firefight. And you, you think you got everything in front of you, all the enemies. And then there's something behind you they're very good at just sneaking in a little scare uh uh oh my god i mean fucking opening a door is terrifying in dead space i don't know what's gonna pop up behind the door uh i talked about this kind of missed opportunity in dead space 2 where you're going through these little maintenance tunnels and i mean again i don't know if this is genius or not but like nothing really ever terrifying happened in those tunnels but i dreaded I dreaded going in that little tunnel because I just figured something bad's gonna happen in here and it never did so I can't I have no idea I'll probably go to my grave thinking about this one like was that genius or was that just like laziness and like a missed opportunity I don't know you're gonna have to play Dead Space 2 and let me know what you think about that one but goddamn, lots of jump scares in Dead Space They're, they have them in, in Resident Evil They're, they have them I just think there's more more or less more tension in Resident Evil than there is, like, a jump scare or, like, going, oh, fuck. Like, I don't think I ever really screamed, um, uh, not even during the, the Iron Maiden. That was just sheer fear. Like, that that fear where you almost paralyzed in fear. I was just, like, I didn't know how to react to that thing. I was like, what the fuck is that? But that's a lot. That's, I mean, these are scary games. But all said and done... I'm picking Dead Space, y'all. I think Dead Space is just a scarier game. I think they do the survival horror better than Resident Evil 4 and 5 did. Now, if if we were talking maybe Resi 2 and Resi 1, maybe, but I haven't played Resident Evil 1. Now, Resident Evil 2, maybe, uh, but fuck me, is Dead Space a terrifying survival horror franchise? And... 
I, I would say, like, Resident Evil, I would pick up and play a Resident Evil more so than I would a Dead Space. So, you can take that for what it is. I think uh, Resident Evil is maybe the better game overall, a little bit more fun. There's definitely a lot more history and stuff like that behind Resident Evil. It's been around for a lot longer, so it's got that going for it. I love both of these franchises, honestly. I really have fallen in love with Dead Space. I think it is a phenomenal franchise and I'm sad that you know Dead Space 3 happened and people weren't happy with it but I'm glad that they did the remake and that has been very uh, quite positive haven't gotten my hands on it yet can't wait but hopefully we can get a Dead Space 4 someday because it is just so freaking good man like the atmosphere the the where you are in Dead Space I think it's absolutely terrifying but I love both of these games, but in terms of this versus, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. Dead Space is your winner of this versus. No disrespect to Resident Evil. Like I said, I would pick up and play a Resident Evil. I've uh, by far have played Resident Evil way more than Dead Space. Resident Evil 4, probably gone through that bitch seven or eight times, not to brag. And then 5, probably equal seven or eight times. Dead Space 1, once. Dead Space 2, once. And that is because it is absolutely terrifying. So, I mean, that that goes to say, it's not that Dead Space is a bad game and I wouldn't want to play it. It's that I'm a chicken shit and it does a very good job at making me a chicken shit. So, I'm giving this versus to Dead Space. You can argue with it if you like. That would be totally cool with me. But I hope you had fun listening to this episode of Versus on the GX GamerCast. And I think that is going to be it for the Halloween-themed stuff uh, for me this season. I hope you enjoyed the scary-themed Uh, Definitely went heavy on the Dead Space Resident Evil this year, but next year hopefully we can do something else because I am kind of broadening my horizons in terms of horror games. I'm I, I really just kind of like the Dead Space and Resident Evil stuff. I like a game that has a little bit of action, not just pure horror, like an amnesia or something like that. Those games are, oh, goddamn, I don't know about that kind of stuff. But um, if you have some good recommendations for uh, good horror games, uh, send them in. That would be awesome. But that is it for me, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. If you want to follow along, you can uh, go check out the YouTube channel, Gamer GX Videos. I upload all these uh, full episodes over there so if you want to listen to them on youtube you can do that great place to leave comments you have questions concerns anything like that you can drop a comment on the youtube i have a twitter page you can follow the link is down below send in your questions or anything like that that would be very much so encouraged and i would love that so again thank you everyone so much for listening enjoy the spookiness enjoy your halloween and be safe and everything like that and we will be back again soon with some more GX Plus Cast. <laughs>